Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of conversations aimed at building stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And I'm Shannon Stott. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Shannon, as a uh, recurring guest slash host, um, is joining up to pick up uh, on a conversation we left off on on our most recent episode uh, last Sunday. We're actually recording this offline um, because Bob and I are going to be at a, a wedding uh, this weekend when this is airing. Yeah. Um, but we really, we really, at the end of our last episode, wanted to keep the conversation going, um, which we'll introduce in a second. But um, I just wanted to say up front that uh, that it's pre-recorded. So um, feel free to comment and, and leave questions. Just know that we won't get to them uh, live as we usually, usually are able to. Um, beyond that, I'll also say in our usual intro um, uh, spiel that you can go to theimprovnetwork.org. Bob and I are your education team for the Improv Network. And yep. if you visit the website, you can find all sorts of great resources. Uh, you can make yourself a profile, a troop profile, a theater profile, a festival, event uh, for people to submit to. Um, if you yeah. like making profiles, we have a site <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> the website with the most types of profiles, the Improv right? Network. Um, but and, no uh, profiling. Yeah, um, <laughs> all the profiles without the profiling. <laughs> I'm glad you unmuted yourself just for that. Um, but uh, you can also go to the Improv FAQ tab on the website and find these conversations archived as well as uh, mini lectures um, on improv topics. And reminder as well that you can find us as a podcast, an audio only podcast, anywhere you find podcasts. Um, so uh, if you can't catch the streams on Sundays at 1 p.m., that's a great way to uh, continue to listen anyhow. And even if you're not watching us live, feel free to comment. We, we really like it when you comment. It really keeps the conversation going because uh, the whole premise of the show is the the conversations we uh, used to have in the green room. And we would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, with the housekeeping aside, mm -hmm. uh, I'm very excited to get back into our conversation. And uh, when we left off, if you listened to the episode last week, it was about, quote, unquote, what to do with, uh, sorry, it's about what to do with quote unquote bad students. Yep. Um, and we talked about from the perspective of teachers, the three of us are, are all teachers. Um, and uh, also, you know, we drew on like being students ourselves. And um, uh, we what we couldn't really broach into too much because we none of us really have the uh, required experiences that um, being a theater owner, uh, what to do about um, uh, uh, designing a curriculum and, and uh, you know, balancing our, an artistic mission statement with uh, building a community in, in all the right ways. Um, and uh, so we invited a theater owner into the conversation in order to continue that perspective on it. Um, and so that will welcome our guest for this conversation, which is our good friend, owner of, uh, co-owner of Go Comedy Improv Theater, uh, PJ Jacobs. Yeah. Hey everybody! Hey. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Yeah, too. See you. You as well. Somehow, I'm fuzzy. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so fuzzy. Uh, but thanks for having me here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Good to see the idea of you. Yes. Yeah. Good idea. It's a good yeah. idea. When you own a theater, you have to keep up your mystique. I get it. 
I got a, a puppy last week, and he chewed through the the cord on my ring light. So I'm I'm going with what I got. Oh. That's, a, that's a puppy. Is the puppy okay? Puppy. He's uh, it wasn't plugged in at the time, so no. Thank uh, God. Uh, he's wonderful, and um, he uh, eats everything. Uh, well, we're glad to have you here. Um, and uh, so. Yeah, so let's let's uh, jump into the conversation here. Um, again, I kind of already gave the setup for uh, what we're going to be talking about, but um, maybe as a, it's a it's a tough conversation to have because right. uh, a lot of our conversation last week we we just like keep giving ourselves this reminder that like we, um, we obviously we we, we fully uh, support and want to nurture and take care of our, our students, and um, we're just talking about like the challenges that come along with uh, doing that in the best way. And in, 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 do, in teaching a class that is about group collaboration, um, anytime you have that, that kind of teaching setting, uh, one, of the, one of the challenges is going to be how to um, get everybody the, you know, the, the value as a group as well as the value as individuals for what they need um, from themselves and each other uh, in, in a group. Um, so and, and then even more so on this topic of like how to balance um, you know, the artistic uh, goals and elevate students that are really excelling at improv and uh, also uh, nurture and take care of students that are having a hard time um, with that kind of uh, excelling at, at, at whatever it is in improv. Um, it's just to me, I don't know, I don't know if you guys also feel this way, but to me, it's it's just like hard to talk about it in terms that I I, I don't feel guilty about, you know, like I right. want to be able to talk about the reality of the challenges, but I also don't want it to come across like I'm uh, uh, not judging. sympathizing or, or empathizing with. Uh, yeah, I are being yeah. judgy about. Yeah. Oh, uh, there, there's two piles of students, the good ones and yeah, the bad right. ones. I, there's a reason why we put the, the, the word bad in quotation marks, because it's not fair. You know, it's yeah. not fair. You're learning an art um, and people excel at different things at different rates. It doesn't it, your journey is your own. So who am I the judge? You know, right. And then the last we were talking about those things. But the thing that we left off on was if there is structure in the community, if there is structure specifically within the theater, and there is a structure that we can point to, for instance, whatever the, uh, what, what do you call those things? Uh, this is my syllabus talk. Oh, go clock? Yeah, <laughs> like it's called a go clock. It, <laughs> no, yeah, like like no, a mission statement no. or a curriculum. Thank you. The statement, like the yeah. statement, the, wow. the statement. The, what? Statement of purpose, oh. mission statement. Sure. Yeah, that's what it's called. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, PJ, you own a theater. I, but I'm right we, there with you. I'm right there right? with you. <laughs> but if we have something to point to that says this theater runs on these values, these this is what we're trying to teach. And these are the values we're trying to teach them under. So thank you. What was it you said, Bob? Uh, your, co your comic, your comedy. Comedic point of view. <laughs> Thank you. Your comedic point of view is no longer welcome here. More like your comedic <laughs> point of view is going in a different direction than stated by than what our point of view is as far as this theater goes. And we were we got to a spot where we were like, well, of course, that's nice to say, but none of us are theater owners. Let's talk to a theater owner about what that what that looks like. So. Your turn, PJ. Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, so what was the question? The, um... 
Well, 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 I mean, I, in my experience, there's sort of three categories, right? There's the, uh, the people that do improv that are never going to be on stage past their last class. Um, there are the people that are going to perform improv for a real long time. Uh, and then there are the people, kind of like you said, that like stand-up is more their thing or video is more their thing. And they, they may have learned some improv tools, but it's not what they want. It's not what they want their comedy to be. That's And that, that really is at least with my experience the smallest group, but also the really the hardest to work with because they, they know what they want and it's not improv. So you still need to make it worth their while because they're still there to learn, but they tend to be the ones that push the most to try, you know, because everything they do is scripted or everything they do is stand up and it, everything still funnels back towards that no matter what you're doing. Um, as far as the first two groups, um, it's, 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 not easy. Um, I think it's even harder in a smaller market like Detroit, um, because if we had, you know, 300 people taking classes, it, it would be a lot easier if people went through the program to say, this is the stage track and this is the, you know, life skills track, um, you know, and at the point that we know that you're not going to really audition for us, then, then still learn all of these skills, but without um, as much push towards uh, 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 stage presence and stage skills. Um, and then, you know, the other group can go this way. But for us, you know, uh, we start, we usually start with about 30 intro one students in any given semester. And by the time they get to the final class, it's maybe six. Um, so, you know, six to eight, uh, once in a while, once in a great while, we'll have, you know, two advanced fours graduate. But for the most part, by the time they get there, it's just that one class. Um, and so there's a lot of, you know, um, people that make their own choice to leave, leave the program for whatever reason, if it's, you know, they don't want to, if they were just there for the intro program, you know, there's a lot of cutoff for that. Um, so for us, a lot of the decisions kind of handed to us, you know, because if, if we're like, there's six of you in this class, but only three of you, you know, might make it the stage, what do we do? Then we have, you know, one class every year and uh, it's not, and that one's really not fair to either group, but it's really the only way to do it because if you pull the people that aren't as good out, they're not going to continue. Um, and if you do that, the people that are left aren't going to have enough of a class or they'll have one class, you know, every six months, or they'll just take the same class over and over again, which plenty of people do. And I don't, you know, I don't know how, how much value there is to that in the long run. Um, the, um, so I used to, so when second city was in Detroit, I taught mm. there. Um, and, uh, for the first couple of years, they only had like an intro program, right? It was uh, uh, levels A through E, I, I want to say. Um, and then they brought the conservatory program here, um, which you had to audition to get into. And it was a lot more intense. And it was just a slaughter uh, when we would have those auditions because, you know, not not everyone here is trying to get to SNL. Like it's, 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 it's so different. I think than some of the bigger towns because a lot of people here are just doing it because it's fun or their, their wife bought them a class. Um, and so when it came to those auditions, they were awful. And we spent all this time teaching people about their value and to trust themselves and uh, to be part of this team. And for the ones that didn't want to really be on stage, but this was their, you know, their, their tribe. Um, once, once that ax fell, it was, it was, it was awful. It was hard to watch. It was hard to be a part of. Um, and so when we open go, I, you know, I've, I've been very adamant about if you want to take a class here, like, please take a class with us. You know, if you're a good improviser, um, then you should be able to make people that aren't, aren't at your level yet look good uh, or play with them in a way that you both still learn from this experience. 
Um, now, if you're, you know, if you're still a greener improviser or you're harder to work with or you're a, a, abrasive even, you know, then it, it, it doesn't really go both ways. So the, the good students really have to learn how to help uh, support the ones that aren't caught up yet. Um, but then I also, I coach U6 soccer. Um, and just yesterday we had a practice and I was, uh, there's one kid who's very, very, very good. And he's a foot taller than every other four-year-old and five-year-old on my team. And I was like, all right, man, you're the biggest kid here. I just, I'm going to put, a, I'm going to put some of the real little ones on your team. And I just want you to like pass to them so they can play. Uh, and then he spent the whole rest of practice telling them that they were too small to play soccer. Um, so the, the ones that are, are good at it, that doesn't necessarily mean that they also have the, the social smarts to um, do that, to support everyone together. So whether it's six or, you know, in their twenties, just because you're, you have that one talent doesn't mean necessarily that we can put that burden on you to carry everyone as well. So uh, there's not, it's really not, I mean, in the time that I've been doing this, I haven't found like a perfect, a perfect way to split it up. Well, that, that's, uh, that, that gets it, everybody. Like there's no answer. <laughs> so I guess we can just close this on down. See you next Sunday. Oh, yeah. Shortest episode of improv. We, we, we brought Pete so. on here for a specific reason yeah. and it's done. It's over. I had one question, PJ. <laughs> We've been waiting to have you on this show for 103 episodes. Uh, I'm known for my efficiency. <laughs> it's, so, it's interesting. You're talking about like a couple of different things that we we touched on, right? One is that as as an instructor, a theater owner, as a person in power, surveying the people that you uh, surveying students. There is a part of us that, yes, is an instructor specifically for improv, but also you're looking, you mentioned it, like you're looking for social skills. You're looking for, can you can you bring others with you? We ended last week talking about uh, this is a group sport, right? This is a group dynamic. It's, it isn't stand-up. So sometimes you can be maybe not the best whatever care care i'm always going to character because i love it but bob you could, newhart. <laughs> bob newhart right the best character anyway uh, <laughs> you could maybe you're not that great at starting scenes maybe you're not that great at uh story but maybe you are great at bringing people on stage maybe you are great at supporting uh whatever is going on and there's value in those things and so and maybe you're just great in the green room. Maybe you're like a really nice person. <laughs> and like you're having a good time on stage. And yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that you're the greatest improviser, but your energy, your your enthusiasm, or whatever that is, still that still leaves a mark. And that's interesting that you that you would be talking about just being aware of those things as far as uh, students go in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always found that, you know, uh, people take classes for so many different reasons. And if you can yeah. kind of get to the core of that, um, as a teacher, it gives you a, a better, a better idea of where to push them. Um, because, you know, if, if, you know, someone is retired, and they're to have a good time, uh, and they're not figuring out how to put their back to not to put their back to the audience every time eventually i um for me it's like you know what let's let's work on other things you, you know you're not going to broadway it's okay like right. you know i'm gonna meet you where you're at and do what i can uh to to give you whatever whatever skills i can at this point and it may not be all of them and that's okay 
Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I'm wondering if we can kind of uh, get your perspective, if you remember what it was like early on in with Go Comedy, PJ, because I and I think maybe to, to, to frame it or at least frame the like one of the main questions that I was very interested in is is like the the business mindset of it right like where how that conflicts with artistic things and whether or not even even like the, whatever ideal solution that you have here is is like um gonna help business you know uh uh and and to me it's like the the, the framing of it is sort of like a, as a theater owner you, uh you have the tickets you sell and you want the product to be that's on stage to be talented excellent performers um that people are, are willing to pay tickets to go see and have a good time and a night out. Um, and then on the class side of things, you want to uh, bring in people who are interested in improv. And for all these different reasons that we're mentioning that anybody might take a class, you want to cultivate a community and a student base from those people. Um, but because not everybody's getting into it for the end destination of being the people that the audience pays tickets to see, you have to balance like like what how your curriculum trains the people that do want to be there on, on stage as a paid ticket performer um to get there in the best way that, that represents your theater um without turning away or getting people who are just there as a hobby or or to just try it out or or to find a place that that is welcoming artistically you don't want to turn those people away in the process and at the same time, and, and this is this is a perspective that that again I find difficult to phrase, um, because obviously, like the, the, with the with the analogy of the kid and the soccer team telling everyone they're too small to play soccer, like the, whatever equivalent that is in the improv world, um, the, the answer is like we don't want we're not going to cast that person anyway. If you're going to be an asshole, like right. like we're probably right. not going to cast you if you, if, you, yeah. if you're doing that. way to call a five year old an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Wow. Did you he's hear six. the way he was talking? He's six, to excuse me. Kids? If he was wow. five, I would protect him a little bit more. But he's six. It's time. I, it's, yes, time under, it's under six. You six. Under six. They're all four and five year olds, James. Wow. Wow. All right. James. Well, don't let him see this wow. until he's six. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> I hope his dad's not watching this and leaves a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but uh, uh, that's the solution if if, if uh, somebody's uh, that way as a as a adult as a grown adult. Right. Um, but uh, oh, but actually, James. But I mean, I I, I feel like that doesn't always even translate to being an asshole as an adult, right? I mean, we've all had students that that want to direct within scenes or you know always assign the other person their character, I, I, and I think it's still the same kind of thing. But I don't I don't always think it's necessarily intentional. Uh, or done with malice, you know, uh, not everyone that does that, I guess I'm saying is an asshole. I'm just defending my, my, my player. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to come for your, for your, uh, <laughs> for your five-year-olds. <laughs> I, I agree. So, so, so whatever it's, it's, it's bad habits uh, and there's a spectrum of bad habits that, that would be like a deal breaker for casting um, or just things that uh, you, you could point to and be, and be like, this is a reason why you didn't make the cut this time, whether or not it's, it's a, a, a sort of a, a hard line to draw. Um, but uh uh, I guess to cap off the point is is that um, there's there's a point where um, especially for a developing theater that's building a community to begin with, um, 
where the people who are excelling, you might see them and uh, in class and, and, and understand that like uh, they want to go fast. Um, and there's part of, uh, if I'm putting myself in the shoes of a, of a director or a theater owner that wants my stage to be, to, to also develop as much as possible um, as, as well as my uh, curriculum or classes. Um, I want that, that student to move fast too. Uh, and I, and I want to find ways for them to get the most that they can possibly get out of uh, their classes. And um, again, uh, some obvious solutions would be like, okay, well, you have like auditioned opportunities or, or you uh, put people on like a, 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 a team or get specialized coaching or whatever. But like, I don't think there's any one size fits all solution to, um, to get both types of students um, the most value out of it. Uh, so I'm just wondering, like, especially uh, in the first, you know, two, three years of, of Go Comedy, um, what was it like considering those types of questions? Um, uh, or, or, or do you relate to even that framing uh, in the first place? Um, well, you know, I think, you know, with, with at least with the way our program is set up, um, and I, you know, when we, I mean, I, I had taught at Second City for years before we opened. So, I mean, I, at least it wasn't, I mean, it was, it wasn't pulled out of thin air. So I, I certainly had a lot of foundation built into it. So it wasn't too much guesswork. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the program is, is still um, aimed at performance, right? The, the goal of the, the final class is still, you know, you're going to audition, or you're, I'm sorry, you're going to do your class show. And then hopefully in the next year, you'll audition and start to make your way through the understudy program. Yeah. You know, if that's, if that's, if that's what you want to do. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people that aren't there to be on stage tend to um, kind of trail off the, the, you know, once you hit like an advanced three and an advanced four, where it's all long form and it's all performance. And it's, 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 uh, you know, the kind of the most heightened um, um, class uh, classes. Um, and I think that's why those people tend to, to really, struggle at that point once it's not just about games and it's not just about two minute right. scenes um you know once it gets a little more dramatic it's 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 a lot harder for those people to follow along um but you know but also we need them to pick it up and it's not i mean i uh two things one i one of i think it's a universal truth that in everyone's graduating improv class they've got one person that they can't stand um i know <laughs> i did uh and uh <laughs> um <laughs> You're leaving. I love that. That. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I forgot too. I was so proud of one. Um, <laughs> Your first improv troupe is going to have a horrible name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, oh, crap. I lost it. But, uh, well, well, yeah. Uh, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's just, it's the further in the program you get, and especially once you get into long form. Um, there are people that just, just can't follow it. Um, and that doesn't mean like Bob said, doesn't mean forever, but, uh, but also I, there are some people that I don't think want to follow it. They still want to be a part of this class, this group, this experience. Um, but it becomes less and less what they want to do and more and more about being with these people that they like. Um, and I think as long as the, the morale of the class is still good, the people that are going to be successful at this and the people that aren't still get along well, it's, it's the classes where, when the people that are trailing off are also the assholes, um, yeah. that's that's when you get all the dissonance because it's not fun for anybody at that point. Right. Um, and I want to say, like, in you know, go 
uh, what's been 13 years now. Um, I, I can think of two students we've ever had um, where we had to kind of step in and sort of rearrange the class structure um, because they were, they were too problematic or, or the rest of the class was like, if this person signs up, then I'm not coming back. Um, and when that happens, I mean, I, you know, I don't love it, but you know, then you step in for those points, but I, you know, as a, you know, you're saying as a business owner, like I, I would rather make classes pay very well. I would rather make money on tickets and booze. Um, I, I believe in improv and what it does for people's well-being. Um, so much that, you know, I, it's hard for me to take anyone out of classes. Um, you know, that's why we have a lot of, you know, uh, we have scholarships, we have, you know, uh, ways to pay differently. Like we've waived it sometimes just because, you know, there are people that need this and I would rather they live happy lives and I lose 200 bucks than, um, you know, than making all those, making all, you know, making every penny I can. I just, you know, that's, I, I've seen what improv can do to change people's lives, people that will never, ever be on stage again. And I, uh, you know, I, and I would rather give those people every opportunity they can. Um, sometimes, you know, to the, the chagrin, because that's how old I am, um, uh, to, to the chagrin of, of their fellow classmates. Can we rename the episode chagrin? Honestly, PJ, I think... I, I can't remember in what context you were saying this, but years ago you had this really cool quote, like our job isn't just to teach improv is to teach adults how to play like as they did when they were children, you know, like how to be free, how to let loose. And, you know, there's going to be people, I think we covered this enough, but there's going to be people who are good at the game and, uh, but are not having fun because they, they concentrate too much on the rules or whatever, but they may be very talented. They may be very talented poker players. And there's people who walk into the casinos like, hey, I'm in Vegas. Let's, let's drop 20 bucks. Right. You know, and, <laughs> and you got to figure out how to entertain or how to give value to both of those people, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and and I guess I'm I'm like – Again, this is this is where uh, I really get in my head about 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 like how how to go about this conversation because because again I'm I'm like well we we should be operating on the assumption that like we're we're not really trying to solve the the issue uh, for ourselves of like how do you um, how do you uh, deal with um, having to balance those things as a teacher or a theater owner because I think we've all uh, uh, found our own philosophy of like being able to give those things to everybody that improv has to offer um and, and whatnot but like because you can um that really the question is about design right designing a program that that uh maximizes everyone's value and the different strategies that you can put into a, a curriculum and a program um that might uh make it less likely for these different types of students and different types of goals to come into conflict with each other um, even though you can't eliminate them and and nor nor really should you because they they do have like uh, people who are excelling at it, working with people who are not is going to give a leg up to the people who um, are are having a hard time playing with somebody who's doing well with it. Uh, and people and somebody like you said, PJ, who's having a hard or uh, excelling with it, playing with somebody who is having a hard time is going to learn how to make your partner look good regardless. Um, but like I know that you've tried things for go comedy, like uh, doing, a, a, a sorts types of like conservatory audition for classes 
um, having different types of audition-based uh, performance opportunities. Um, uh, I, I don't know, like, like what are some things in the past that, that you can think of that you've tried that maybe came and went or you implemented and stuck with? Um, sure. Like, um, you know, so what, so the way our program is set up is there's, you know, an intro program and an advanced program. Uh, each one is four semesters. Um, and then after that, I mean, we've tried, <laughs> we've tried a million different things and James and Bob have been parts of some of those hits and misses. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes we've had, um, I mean, well, the best experiences I think we had are the, probably the rarest, but we've had a couple of classes that were great and came up well together. And when they finished the program, we're like, we want to write a show. Um, and we were like, you're great. Write a show. Let's do it. Um, and the, like the couple of times that happened were always really good experiences. But that, again, is, is I think, the unicorn. Um, we tried. Sorry. Wow, Bob. Um, uh... Yay. Uh, very, very Detroit. <laughs> Hope that was worth derailing my train of thought. I'm so um, sorry. It was. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Uh, um, but then we've, um, you know, we've tried like a sketch pro, like a, a, a post um, long form sketch writing class. Um, we've had, um, um, oh God, what were they called? We used to have uh, the um, the Sunday afternoons. Um, Boot camps? Boot camps, thank you. The yeah. boot camps, um, and th those went pretty well. But then, even with those, they kind of became the same five people taking them over and over again. Um, and I think that you know they kind of got stuck in that rut of oh, that person's going to be there, um, which is never fun. It's just it's really never fun because if you're on the side, if you're if, if you're ostracized, obviously that is a bummer. And if you're you're stuck with someone that makes this not fun anymore, what's the point? So it's it it's you know, it's that balance. Um, uh, you know, we've had a couple. There's something inherent in what you're saying. Like, James, you're asking a question that's interesting to me because, PJ, as you've been talking, one of the things that is coming out is uh, I, I, PJ, love improv. I love improv, and I think it does wonders for people's lives. I would rather people take an improv class and change their life than, than not. And that if that is your inherent value in how you're running your theater, then to for you, James, that's such, I feel like that's almost in conflict of your question, right? Because if 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 PJ is running a theater with this feeling of, listen, you you might be the worst, but improv is making you feel better that person is probably more likely to stay in pj's theater uh just because it is inherent within pj and probably because of that like inherent within the people who are teaching right they we sort of if i was teaching in that in this theater i would be like oh right just subconsciously, we are trying to help you have a better life. So depending, it doesn't, almost doesn't matter whether, I don't want to say that, what I want to say, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're helping you to have a better life. That is what's important to us. So whether you get on stage or not, whereas for another theater, it might be 
that inherently uh, that person who's running that theater feels like Im improv gets you onto Broadway. That's what improv does. If you want to get on Broadway, <laughs> like improv gets you there. <laughs> and and anyone who comes through these doors better right. be Broadway ready. You better bring mm -hmm. the Broadway. And so you're going to have people like chucked oh, left and right. Man. And that's going to have a different impact as far as this, the the you're talking about the business part right the business part that's going to look different as far as how people are getting cast how people are coming up if you're a bother or whatever it is that you're doing if you're harder to work with maybe you're not going to make it up there so I'm, I'm just hearing this interesting thought about values and and how they are trickling down how they are affecting the students and so and then that brings me to ask you this pj is what is the value? Is there a stated a stated value for your theater? Is there something that you hold people to when you look when you're looking at certain students and if they are becoming uh, har harder in class? Uh, is are is there something you're pointing to like oh this is what we believe in? You obviously don't believe in that, so. Uh, See you later. Go to the Broadway <laughs> theater. <laughs> As you're pushing them out the door. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, so I mean, Go uh, Go Comedy has our mission statement, which is the three I's, uh, which is integrity, inspiration, and innovation. Um, and so those are the three points that we run everything everything by, or try to, you know, in, in all of our realms. Even that is like. That's so fascinating to hear because even within your value system, right? Integrity, say them again, the three I's, they are. Integrity, mm -hmm. innovation, inspiration. Inspiration. Those, it's, listen, I, I'm loving you. No one wants to hear from Shannon, okay? But I'm going to say some shit right here and people are going to be like, Shannon! Don't <laughs> are these people, uh, Shannon? Don't I don't believe they exist. No, no, they're going to say it. Watch, watch, watch. Not on my it. watch. <laughs> they're going to see it. But- like with integrity, innovation, inspiration, I I could be awful. I could be pretty awful and still be getting those values, still be in, still be inspired, still have maybe I don't have all the integrity, but maybe but I have a little bit. And uh, I and I'm innovative because I'm whatever I'm wild doing some things. So I'm just gonna sit in PJ's theater. PJ said I'm innovative. PJ said I'm 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 innovating, y'all. And so there is with those values, those are great values. They also color the the participants, right? And every theater with whatever values they have is going to do the same. So it's just a, it's just an interesting for some reason I think when we were talking about this last week I was had this idea that we were going to talk to PJ. I don't know, and PJ was going to be like, "Yeah, you our our values are don't talk when I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pay us, pay us, pay us on time, pay us on time." The three a little bit of integrity. Yeah, that's <laughs> the other theater. Uh, the three P's: uh, patience. I have none. Pay us on time. Please be good. <laughs> well, so but Shannon, is, are are you saying like uh, some like like as a 
those are pretty a big umbrella of uh, mission statements that could be interpreted in uh, different ways. But but are you saying like something like that versus something more specific or or um, I guess like uh, slogan based? Like what 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 are you comparing it to? I think what I'm saying is that my heart is changed a little bit. That's what I'm saying after oh. this conversation. I think my heart is a little softer because oh. if you're if you're running in Shannon's in Shannon's theater, pay me on time, <laughs> pack it up or, or, or else, and people are nothing. Like if you're in my theater, three oh piece. The three Man, are horrible. I'm going to start making money in my business in a minute. Uh, it, with those types of values, it's really easy. It would be easy for me. And that's what I was thinking when we, have, we were having this conversation. Because I what, last week I was saying things like, well, if your theater has values that you can just like tell people, like, you're not doing our values, you can get them out of there. Which is sort of crappy if you feel... If you feel like, especially if you have the the idea that, that you have, PJ, that improv, which I do also agree with, improv changes lives, right? So mm -hmm. if that is your feeling, then you are going to do much more for a student uh, versus if, because some people do have the feeling that improv is a moneymaker, it gets you to SNL, and that's what we're here for. Right. So if you're not trying to get right. to SNL, you can pack it up and peace out. Right. <laughs> pack it up. Out. Pack it up. Peace out and go to Shannon's three P's. <laughs> People pay me. Pack it up. Peace out and pay me. <laughs> on time. Pay me on time. I don't just feels like the McDonald's of improv theaters. Like, oh, I, I have I have a, a sort of. Um, uh, not rebuttal, but like thought experiment uh, mm. uh, on that, Shannon. But but before I do, PJ, do you have a general response to that train of thought? Um, I, uh, no, I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I feel like, at least for me and for us, that once you like. If you're in our classes, you learn how to improvise. You learn how to do short form. You learn how to do long form. You have a, a, a at least a basic, if not solid, understanding of stage presence and what to do while you're up there. Um, and then once you're out of the classes is when we really kind of, that's when we have our auditions. It's when we have, you know, um, when we start to see the graduates more and more. And even, you know, and, and kind of, you know, as they're going through the program a little bit later, but we start to see these people more and more. And that's the point that we really start to train them you know, specifically with the intent of putting them on our stage. Um, so I think for us in the classes that gives us that, that, that flexibility to be more about the people and their journey and less about, well, if you're not going to go to SNL, what's the point? Because um, I, and I've said it before, but like I, it, it, it is worth more to me to watch a student go through our program, figure out who they are, get married and have a happy life than anyone leaving for Hollywood. Um, who I mean, obviously, I wish them the best, and if it works out out there too, great. Like that's that's all part of this. Um, but for me, it's about it's about giving people a happier life. And if I can do that, if our classes can do that, that's that's why I'm here. Yeah. So and 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 I agree. And again, I think that gets like to to, to the root of what I still think is a dilemma. Because uh, I could be misremembering, but but didn't you also say, PJ, that you you would rather make the money off of 
ticket sales in the in the bar? Yes. Why is this a gotcha question? Isn't, isn't that what you said? <laughs> Hang on, we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> take a time. Well, well, no, but 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 because because it it is it's like it's just a, to me it, that's it's just, it really identifies like the paradox of it. That that's what I'm getting at is that like I think at the at the root of it, I think everyone would agree that like improv is so much more than entertainment. Like and but still my thought experiment is that if you if you opened up two theaters in a uh well i'd be curious to know the answer to this honestly and, and it's something that, that i think would be great to hear from uh audience or uh viewers in comments and, and and whatnot to weigh in on but um if we opened up two theaters in the same community and we're like we're gonna have one that that is just there to develop a show program and build an audience uh, through its cast members and, and show programming. And we're going to have one that is going to be basically just the classes and class shows. And we're going to bring people in to learn the value of improv and build the lifestyle takeaways uh, from it. Like, I, I wonder how much, and it's like equal pay and it's equal, uh, like likelihood of, of success and, and, and all that. Um, uh, how, how many applications would you get for, either like is it is it equal people would, would love to be, be doing either or, or would you get more for one of um, if assuming and again I, I only know detroit like as far as markets go uh nine mm percent -hmm. of the people would start at the letter uh, because how many students have you had how many classmates have you had that got into this because i was drunk and i signed up for it oh and hey now i'm on main stage you know not there aren't a lot of people that come here with the intent of getting on stage. There are some, but right. most everyone that takes our classes is here because of any other number of reasons. I mean, that's, that's how I got started. I wasn't planning on doing this and I took a class and I fell in love with it. And here we are. Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, uh, I think in a town that has more, more theater or more of a theater pro like programs where there are more actors that like are around and ready to go. I think that the, the, the first example would, would do better, but, I, I don't know a lot of markets that are like that. I think right. if anything, they would go through the they would go through classes at the second place, get good enough, and then go take a class at the first place if it's still open. And you know, but and that's the thing of of art versus commerce. I like it, you know if we just taught like the best improv just to the best people, shows would be better, no doubt. But how many people would we have, and how could you sustain that? And it might be like it might develop two different cultures too. Like some people mm -hmm. might go to the one just because like, Oh man, it's really cutthroat over there. Everybody's trying to be on main stage and there's only so many spots and over here still get the same education, but everybody, you know, everybody's not hunting each other. Yeah. 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 And, and, and so again, what, go ahead. Yeah. Richard. No, no, James, you, you, you turn. Well, again, just to kind of clarify that the, the, Really, what I, what I would would say is, is that I want I'm, I'm curious of more examples because I know you've you've tried or considered things that you didn't try, PJ, in in redesigning mm -hmm. the the curriculum and, and uh, show program and stuff. But really, what I'm saying is is that like in that thought experiment, I, I, again, I'm just genu genuinely curious for anybody who would be interested in either one of those roles. There's probably most people would be interested in both of them, but if you could only apply to one, which one would you get more applicants for? Just out of curiosity. Um, and and then also really the, the, the thing is that like um 
they're, they're not mutually exclusive and they don't have to be in the, and they do help each other because a lot of people who do get into it because they want to be on stage, come into it with the wrong idea or with an ego or, or whatever it is and need to be brought back down to earth. And like you said, BJ, there's people who you get, you get some of the greatest performers out of people who are just like in it uh, as a, as a, um, just like a, a one-off experiment. A whim, like, a if whim. you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 again, so 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 I think that 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 they that they not only don't have to be mutually exclusive, but they actually help each other to have both types of people and both types of sentiments in the same curriculum. But I'm just wondering how you you balance and grow it based on what you're seeing in your community. Um, is, is really my question is 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 like what kinds of strategies ha have uh, can, can we like if we were if we had to, if we're like man. Nobody's really like happy, but everybody, you know, like how, how could we make more people more happy uh, if if that was our think tank responsibility right now for our shared theater? You know what I mean? I, I do, but I would I would like to believe that it, that we are operating at peak happiness at this point. Um, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, uh, right. I mean, like I, for me, the setup that we have right now, um, which isn't you know, which takes both kinds uh, and some, 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 uh, some class ensembles are stronger than others. Um, but I don't, uh, again, being a smaller market, I, there's not, you know, there's not really enough people in around for us to, 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 to split it up in a way that would be fairer um, to one group or the other. Uh, but also, I mean, come on, adversity is the whole point of this. Like if you can't overcome playing with people that, are, are difficult uh you know i i feel like i feel like the most i learn in improv is playing with people that aren't ready to improvise at this point right. uh, you know i could play with the people that have been doing it for years and we have a good time but i get you get lazy that way like playing with people that aren't ready playing you know with people who've never done it before like it, it, the, the more you do that the more i think it's it's like a pumice stone that might be a terrible example, but also I no. Like it's that. exactly <laughs> like that. It's exactly like that. Well, I mean, we we, we talk so much about. Play, oh, sorry about. I, I, no, I, I need no, to explain no, myself to Shannon. Right. So if two soft things rub against each other, nothing changes. But the pumice right. stone helps everybody. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One student is the foot. Right. <laughs> oh, this is good. We just <laughs> call our students <laughs> feet. <laughs> Pay me foot. Uh, uh, but we do, we talk about, you know, if you play with someone who's difficult to play with and you take care of them, that makes you a better performer. You know, we appreciate that. But there are so many people I've, I've seen who came through, you know, who uh, were uh, uh, comedically a foot taller than the rest of the class, but didn't have the ego. Uh, and they took care of their people. But also those people push them to get out of their comfort zone because that that's so common in your in, in students like, oh, I found that one thing that really works and it's awesome. But I can't do that thing with this guy because he's a foot comedic shorter than I am. And it's it's rough and they have to uh, pivot. So it, it does make you branch out. And and probably it is our job as instructors to kind of point that out. Like, don't don't get uh, too big for your britches. You guys, you know, are both pumice stones. 
think I, is that how it works? I don't know. I've I've never worked at a spa. Uh, You've never worked at a spa? Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, our, in this conversation, of <laughs> pay me. I just did your feet. I've never worked. I've never worked at a spa. So, I don't know where it is, yeah, you got I students are feet, know. students are pumice stones, and the feet yeah, are yeah, the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. I feel it's interesting, James. Like you are wanting you are wanting practical advice. Like think like you're um uh just practicals, like how does one deal with this as a theater owner? How does one deal with this particular thing? And that particular thing being the student who doesn't, who is having a hard time growing, the student who is talking over people or being belligerent or being whatever ist, right? You're wanting that. I feel like you're wanting some practical solutions to it. And it, and and I I will leave, you know, I'll leave a little bit of space here. Like PJ, that's that's what, that's what James is wanting. And then also for my sake, what I'm hearing is that it sounds like depending on what you believe your theater, any one's theater, what one believes one's theater is about is that is what's going to determine how one deals with it. So there's probably not actually, I, I, I would be interested to see if there is any theater on the planet that are like, Oh, this is what we do with that action. We do this because depending on how you're feeling about improv and the craft, you're going to, you might want to change what it is on uh, just because of, because every student is a different student. Yeah. And I, and I think at least for me, and I'm not, I'm not the most practical person, um, but I, I can't think of a class, any class where um you you know people get tossed for being not great at it like if you go take a pottery class and dave keeps wrecking all his bowls dave's still part of that class right if you're oh, uh, like, my, like you know my son my older son's in um the high school band right and we go to the concerts and you know there are always two or three instruments that are not playing what they're supposed to play um <laughs> but those kids still deserve to be there like they deserve to learn how to do it um, and if after high school, they don't go on to a marching band, that's okay. And I, that then, you know, I, so I, I don't think the classes, uh, at least the way we do them, I don't think the point of them is to have people stage ready. Um, but I think that's harder to deal with. Those examples are a little harder. BJ, I was backing you up, but now I'm in front of you. Okay. Because <laughs> he keeps on bringing up kids. I was sitting behind or... the desk, but now I'm sitting and in front of the it? desk. Because <laughs> <laughs> those examples are, I understand where you're going with those, but with improv, you're dealing with other people. Like if you are, if you are playing in the band and your tambourine is like offbeat, like uh, we can sort of cover that up. Like, nobody cares really about you and your tambourine but when you and your mouth come onto stage and you open your mouth and you speak to me and you say burp, 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 I, like that's <laughs> yeah that's i said it bob yeah you can mm -hmm. leave it out you can edit it just edit it <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i am leaving Beep that the in. whole thing i am leaving <laughs> right? i am right? when you say the words that are like impacting my well-being now we're talking about okay like is 
it, now can I can I still do I still feel safe coming to class? Do okay, I so still feel not bad improv, bad people who happen to be doing bad improv at the time? Both and both yeah. and. Well, I I have no patience at all for the, the that example. Like if you're if you are ruining everyone's experience by what you're saying or how you're making them feel, then you know I've got no problem ushering you out. Um, but if you're just, if you missed that your name was Dave and now you're calling yourself Jeff and everyone's like, oh, fuck, your name was Dave. Um, then, you know, that, 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 that person gets to stay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we've certainly, we've certainly talked to people who have, uh, made other people uncomfortable on stage or in their presence or after class. Like there's, I got no time for that. Thank Yes. Thank, thank you for clarifying. No problem. <laughs> um, so, but uh, yeah, well, I guess just to get uh, back to a, a couple of the specific or practicals, um, or and also, uh, were you on a train of thought, PJ, um, uh, before we clarified that that you wanted to continue? Hard to say. You texted me about if I can go ten more minutes, and I've been trying to slyly respond, and I've just I've, I keep trying the two, to the and most you keep sly way. Text. The most sly way. That's all right. That's it's, all right. You just verbalize it. <laughs> Natalie came home and she was like. Hello? <laughs> and I, I like, Baby, we're recording. No, yeah, we're, I, can we're, I can do ten more. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I just, I, I just wanted to ask real quick. Um, uh, I, I think maybe, maybe a good uh, practical focus would be like um, auditioned classes. I think it's something that uh, a lot of theaters try, and it works for some and doesn't for others. And I'm just wondering what your experience or, or philosophy has been on trying it multiple ways, like. Um, uh, Things like, have you, did you at some point, you have you have four intro classes and four advanced classes. Had, had you considered auditioning for the advanced and, and like what is too early to audition? And then uh, for the ones that you have had classes that are, have been like, I think you, you dubbed, dubbed them uh, master classes. Uh, you, you don't do them all the time. So like, um, what, what has your experience been with that uh, when it has worked or, or when it has not been worth the trouble? Um, I mean, the master classes that we've done that um, I, I've almost been out of necessity, um, you know, when there's because, you know, we, we sort of have like a, a fairly decent pipeline from from classes to understudy. Um, but sometimes it would get backed up or there'd just be a lot of people that have like graduated, but weren't quite there yet. Um, so it was very much like a, a situational uh, with those classes, uh, you know, a number of times where it's just, you know, we've got these people, they, they're not quite ready yet, but they're, they're still that opportunity. Um, so let, let's give them, let's make this class for them. I mean, we certainly have done that a, a handful of times where we just sort of made, made up classes that fit the moment. Just when you have like the ebb and flow of, of um, the amount, the amount of students in a, in a yeah. given term or, okay. And, and then what about what about the question of like what's too early to audition like to cut the to cut an eight, eight level program in half and, and audition or or whatever like remodel it to six and then two or something like that. I think it's it's market it's market based. Like if 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 we did that around here, I I I think it would just it would kill our classes. Um, that's why I like the program as it is. And then when you when you've learned what the tool bag is, tool bag, toolbox, whatever. Yeah. Um, tool bag. <laughs> yeah, you can have a tool bag. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it didn't sound right. Yeah, but, you're, mostly um, two bags usually an insult, but okay. But yeah. <laughs> it's but it's, it's also a device right, for right. carrying. It's a satchel for carrying tools. 
So, okay. So uh, once once they have that skill set, then you know, then then I'm more more okay with the auditions. Once they kind of learned at least the, the basics of everything, right. um, and we want them to move into performance more performance based classes, you know, because class show night, you know, it's it's a special night, but it's a Monday or a Tuesday, and it's all the class shows at once, um, and it's supportive and it's great, but no one no one's coming off the street to buy a ticket for that one. Yeah. Um, so once it once it starts to move in later later in the week, Wednesday or Thursday, you know that that's when audition is more important because those are the the shows that are actually going to be seen by strangers who still don't know that it's a student sketch show, um, and are like, "What the hell is this?" But at least you know we've auditioned and there's been some vetting going into those. Right. I don't feel like I've given James a single answer he wanted tonight. <laughs> Hey, as long I as you give the opportunity you, to I ask. told you that was our job. Remember, yeah. I said this. I was oh, that's like, right. That's right. Let's take yeah. a minute. Well, I was like, "Where James is going to be highly annoyed with the three of us today." I can feel it. I can, <laughs> just, I, I, I can taste it in the air. I can taste it. Just well, want to know what is the answer for perfection? <laughs> Don't you have it? <laughs> truthfully, though, truthfully, I, I think it's just good. I, I, the questions here, I, th I think, are more important than the answers because there's no, like I said, there's no one size fit all, fits all. Sorry. I, I just, yeah. Uh, we don't, you know what, Great you know, question. You know, you know what, guys? Uh, we, we don't have to worry about answers. Uh, let's make that a rule. We don't, no one cares about the answers. <laughs> uh, uh, real sincerely, though, I, I think it's, I think it's just a, a conversation that. Um, obviously applies to a very specific group of people who own or, or consider owning a theater. Um, but, uh, but I, and actually back, back a, a little, a few minutes ago, whenever you said PJ, that you're at peak happiness, uh, I thought where you were going with that is that like, I would hope that any theater that is, that has come out of um, the, the last year and a half and, and is still in existence and surviving is at, its peak or at least a peak of happiness to be back and, and doing shows. Um, and uh, not every theater had that, that opportunity. Uh, and, and so um, it's a lot, it's a rebuilding phase for a lot of people. And, and I, I, I assume for a lot of theater owners to be uh, looking at how to rebuild a community, rebuild an audience. Um, and, uh, and, and if you're ever going to push uh, some sort of reset button and, and reshape things, um, it's also, you know, an opportunity to do that uh, and and look at different uh, models or or whatever. Um, so I just think it's hopefully useful to people in that position of trying to uh, reshape and restabilize things. Um, I, I have to imagine that, that that the type of question that's on a lot of uh, theater owners' minds. So really, the questions and the dialogue is much more important to me than the uh, hard and fast answers. Good. <laughs> that's good to know because that's what you got, James. Yeah. That's yes. what you got. Yeah, but yeah, I echo that. I I I I whoop whoop that, James. We're at a spot where I think people. Are, yeah, I whoop whooped it. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, go for it, please. <laughs> We're at a spot where people really are. Uh, it, it, there's so much reorg. There's so much uh, new. There's so many new people. There are people who have never done improv on stage, but have done improv virtually. Like right. that's right. gotta be a whole thing. So how do we balance? How do we take those people 
and transition them? And then do we really want to transition them? Because this this is a next week or a different type, a different time conversation. But uh, is is virtual improv just going to disappear? I don't feel like it is. And then if it doesn't, where how does the conversation we're having now fit into the virtual world and how does it translate and back back and forth ebb and flow onto uh live stages and in back into virtual this is just these are just questions well it, it, just really <laughs> quick about balance uh we were talking about um hypothetically speaking two students who are in different stages of their development and I, I, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but I would have to guess that each of us had have had conversations with students who were doing exceptionally well, but maybe felt uh, held back by class. And maybe some and, and students who maybe not feeling like they're doing as well, even if they are, uh, you know, sometimes you judge yourself unfairly, um, are not doing as well, like, and I think that's where some of the balance comes, like just having these conversations with the individuals like, hey, man, you I see what you're doing. You're doing great. And here's why. Or, hey, I, I, I see that you're having a hard time, but, you know, treat this like the gym rather than, you know, like an audition. And I think you'll be a lot happier, you know. Yeah, whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop, indeed. Um, yeah. Well, PJ, thank you so much for uh, having the conversation because, again, I, I think I think it's a tough one to have, and and I and I yeah. really don't have a, a, an answer myself or 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 uh, a, a firm opinion on what to do about it, uh, and that's the reason I'm so uh, grateful for you to join. So, thank you for being here. Oh, sure, this was great. Anytime. Yay. Thanks, Yay. Thanks, thank you, PJ. Uh, before nice we let you go. Uh, uh, yes. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yes, I'm Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we let you go, PJ, is, is there anything you want to plug in, in the, uh, I don't know, obviously uh, there's Go Comedy Improv Theater, which just recently reopened and started doing shows, um, but anything else to plug? Uh, shows and classes started two weeks ago. Uh, God willing and the creek don't rise. Uh, the Detroit Improv Festival will be back next August for our 10th, 10th year. Um, and Shannon's uh, first year. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, puppies are great uh, and exhausting. Yeah. I recommend you get one. Uh, so um, that's what I got. I, Thanks I for having me. Uh, <laughs> he ate my PlayStation controller too. It's been a bad couple of days, but oh. Oh. Tomorrow, so, uh, it'll be all right. All right. Well, thank you again, PJ. And um, yeah. for listeners and viewers, remember to check out the improvnetwork.org for additional resources and the catalog of all of these episodes. Um, you can also find us audio only on uh, anywhere you find podcasts. Um, so thanks again, and we'll catch you next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye.